Welcome to the Headache Situation podcast series, a public service of the Michigan Headache and Neurology Clinic in East Lansing, Michigan. Please listen to the following disclaimer. The content of these podcasts is made available for informational and educational purposes only. It cannot be used to make a diagnosis or treat any health condition. It is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Okay, and now let's get on with the podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the headache situation. The collapse slate was not necessary, but I thought it would be fun because I found it on the floor here in the studio. Basically, this is the headache situation, and I'm Ed Messina. I'm a neurologist, and I also am a headache specialist, and I also get migraines. So I'm here to continue our series of videos about different ways in which headache people can get better care. We are not sponsored by any drug companies, hospitals, insurance companies, or anyone else. This is strictly a public service of the Michigan Headache Clinic in East Lansing, Michigan. It's our clinic. I'm the medical director of it. And we feel that people are not getting good care. So here is our video. Today, I'm here to talk about how you can get better care by talking to your doctor. When I say doctor, I mean doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, a person in the primary care world. They are often at a loss to deal with headaches. So we want to give them a little help in better expressing what our headaches are like. Primary care, they have a hard time because they're trying to figure out a lot of complicated people every day, every few minutes. And it doesn't always help the primary care physician when a headache patient shows up with a difficult history. My heart goes out to people doing primary care. It's a critical, important thing, but I think I'm gonna upset a few in my video today because honestly, a person needs to spend time with patients or you can't do a good job. So I welcome you and any docs who wanna watch this thing about how it may be best to express how headaches are. So sit back, have a cup of joe, and let's talk about how you can describe your headaches to get better care. And there's a real trick to this, as you'll see. I talk to frustrated patients every day, all day long. I've been doing it for a lot of years. And you know, it's the way we work and we like to hear from people and know what's bothering them. It's very common on a first visit when we meet a patient that they tell me how frustrated they are about no one ever taking them seriously. Now that's a big deal. We gotta take people seriously. If we don't do that, we're not gonna help them. And I know the things I say today might upset some people who like to do those seven minute office visits with their patients. But you know, this is not McDonald's, it's not a factory. Individual people are individuals and some people have more issues than others and you can't really standardize that. This is why I'm unemployable. That's why I work for myself. I think if I, I, think if I worked for a corporation like a corporate hospital, I'd probably get fired pretty quickly. I've been known to have attitude problems, but I will share this attitude with you because you need it in order to demand better medical care. All I'm saying is that you need to demand better care. You need to be listened to, you need to be taken seriously. Otherwise, no one's gonna be able to help you unless they know your whole story. I know this is going to anger some of the administrative types, but I don't care. You know, we, we need to get people better. I think it's a luxury to take care of patients in the way that we're supposed to be taken care of. I, for one thing, I, I know a business person would f probably fire me and all of my clinic because we spend too much time with people, but we don't. This is how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to spend time with people. A very wise, wise doctor back in the late 1800s named Halstead, he said, 
Listen carefully because the patient is trying to tell you what's wrong with them. Well, this is a good attitude, and I try to teach this to younger doctors. I try to get them to listen to that quote because it says a lot. Now, this is a big deal. You know, about 38 million people in the United States have headaches, and two-thirds of them are women. And even more people have tension-type headaches. There's a small subset of people with cluster headaches, which basically will drop you to the ground. It's a big deal, and unless you take a careful history, you're never going to make a proper diagnosis. you got to talk to the doc, and the doc needs to talk to you. And there's no shortcut to this. Now, there are hundreds of types of headaches in the classification system of the International Headache Society. And we'll hit upon the most common ones in this video series. Certainly, the most common debilitating headache is migraine. In fact, migraine is one of the most debilitating illnesses in the world when it's looked at over a lifetime. So it needs to be taken seriously. You know, I really believe that it's a true nature of doctors, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, registered nurses, people in healthcare basically are attracted to healthcare because they want to help people. And sometimes along the way, they get forced into various situational pressures from insurance companies or managers that they should spend less time with patients. Don't settle for that. It needs to be done right. I know as a physician, it's very gratifying to see people get better. And yes, believe it or not, people do get better with migraines. It just takes time to get the right situation under control so patients can function better. And a lot of this talk today is about function and how to describe your function because that's what's going to determine how you're treated. Using the tips that I give you in this video, you should be able to better channel your symptoms into a form that is better understood by the physician that you talk to. We'll develop a method here in this video that you can apply when you go to your doctor next time. You know, primary physicians are very frustrated by the complexity of certain patients. It doesn't always work out that people go in and out the door, bang, here's my symptom, here's a pill, next. It doesn't work like that, especially in the headache world. You don't do a good job unless you listen to everything. And sometimes it's painful to get all the information, but it's important. You got to shake the tree and see what falls out. Then you connect the dots, as somebody once said, and that's how you get your diagnosis. Part of the trick is knowing what to ask the patient. And not everybody is trained to ask the right questions, but people are trained to listen carefully to their patients. It's just that they need to do it. And as the patient, you need to make sure that they do that. What they need to do is hear from you what's going on and what's happening to you and what these things are doing to you. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You can read Dr. Google all you want, and it's a good idea to look things up. But start with a diagnosis first. Never look up or Google a symptom. Every symptom can eventually lead you to death. That's the problem. Uh, it's not selective. Every symptom is important, but it has to be put in the context of the person. You know, in one person, a headache is a symptom of an aneurysm about to explode, and in someone else, a headache is simply part of their ongoing repetitive migraine problem. So it has to be put in perspective. Well, how do you prepare for your doctor's visit? It's really very simple. Make a list of all the symptoms that you have and put them in a priority of what bothers you the most. What keeps you from functioning? What makes you miss time from work or school or social life? Next, create a list of your questions that you have about your condition. And again, prioritize these things. You might not be able to go through everything on your list during a short doctor's visit, but you can have a lot of impact when you go down the list of things based on their importance. 
Now, pain intensity is an important part of your story. And the intensity is, is nice to mention and tell about how severe it is. And a little later, I'm gonna mention how to best report the intensity of your pain. But for the moment, let them know that it's intense, but they need to, above all, know what it is doing to you when it comes to function. You gotta tell them how long the pain is lasting, each time it occurs, how long does it last if you treat or don't treat, how many times a week or a month or a day or a year are you getting these headaches? These are important points, especially in the last couple of months, because what happened a year ago, that frequency may not be so diagnostic as what's happening in recent weeks. So keep that in mind as well. The absence of function is a very important part of your history. Your intolerance to light or to sound, the inability to sit in a classroom or to sit in an office with bright lights over your head, the loudness of someone even talking to you, the nausea and vomiting which can occur. People sometimes tell me that on the way to work, they'll pull off the road, open the car door and vomit. Hell of a way to live. But these are the things you gotta tell your doctors. These are important. And they have to know the impact on you. You have to somehow convince them that this is worth treating and it's not just something they could ignore. So basically, first task, make sure they understand the is severity and the impact of your headaches. The impact will help describe the severity. That's step one, and they need to ask you some questions, or they should ask you some questions. Don't let anyone interrupt your history and say, don't bother telling me anymore. I know exactly what's wrong with you. No, it doesn't work like that. We gotta get all the evidence. It's like a police detective trying to figure out a murder. They need to know all the information, then they decide what's important. You can throw out symptoms left and right if they're not relevant. You can magnify other symptoms when you ask the patient about them. But there has to be a two-way interaction between both physician and patient. Of course, the next step is you're going to ask them, well, what do you think? And they need to be able to tell you back in a short couple of sentences, essentially a summary of the important points as they see it from all the information you've given them. You'll probably want to ask about testing because you'll be worried about something being wrong. And you need to express to the person that you're seeing how worried you are about things. Everyone is worried they have brain tumors, aneurysms, and all kinds of horrible things. And of course, these are extremely rare, but some people have symptoms in which these are a strong consideration and the doctor has to weigh these. Testing is important. And we'll talk about testing in another video. A lot of inappropriate testing is done, which gets you nowhere and a lot of important testing is not done. So we'll talk about that later. But for the time being, you wanna ask your doctor or nurse practitioner or physician assistant, do you need any tests? Will they order some? The next question, of course, is what do you suggest? How are we gonna treat these things? And they gotta lay out a plan for you and they need to give you a good reason for why they're choosing the tests and the strategy. There has to be a reason for everything. We owe that to our patients. Now, part of the complaint I hear from patients who have been around the block before meeting us is that they keep trying new things, new medicines, and new tests, and it seems like their doctor is on a fishing expedition. Order this test, nothing. Order next test, nothing. Here, try this medicine. If it doesn't work in a week, try that medicine. That's not good medicine, and that's not the way it should be practiced. And that's probably someone who should be referred to a specialist. But no matter what, if your doctor is taking you seriously, you've already made it to first base. You gotta be taken seriously. You gotta realize that they understand what you're complaining of. Many patients will 
be certain that no one understands them or everyone gets told they have a sinus headache or some ridiculous explanation for debilitating headaches. Those are not usually satisfactory explanations. And again, you need to move on down the road sometimes. Certainly specialists uh, will also order numerous tests and try multiple medications. This is what we do. But I like to think that we're somewhat more guided by experience and uh, the proper diagnosis, assuming that we make the proper diagnosis, and I hope we do. We usually do. Sometimes we change our diagnosis because patients evolve with their symptoms. And sometimes a symptom that wasn't present uh, a month ago is present now, and it might change everything. So we got to be flexible. And Again, we need to be kind to the primary docs. It's hard for them. They have every possible disease known to mankind walking in their door, and they need to know a little bit about a lot of things. And it's hard to have an in-depth knowledge of a lot of things. So that's where they act as a triage or as almost as a traffic cop that directs you to the right specialist. The mark of a good primary doc is somebody who listens to you and will get you where you need to go. If it's a real obvious diagnosis, they should fix it and all will be happy but not always the case, and they probably will need to send you on. Uh, I think of it as like three strikes. You can give it three tries, and if you can't get it right, then you got to send them on to somebody else. Now, time is limited, even in the most uh, freewheeling practice. I mean, you got to stay on track, and you got to narrow it down to the most important symptoms. But there are certain red flags that we hear in neurology or in general medicine that require special attention. If someone suddenly gets double vision or suddenly gets a stiff neck during a headache or suddenly loses consciousness or has a seizure, there are a lot of awful symptoms which will ring the bell. And these, if you have anything like this, you should be talking about these above all. It's very important to report any losses of function like losses of vision, losses of speech, confusional attacks, paralysis of an arm or a leg. There are many, many symptoms. It's more than just one thing that rings the bell for us and we got to hear these things from patients. Now, too much information is also a bad thing. You know, in the headache world, we're looking for broader strokes so we can come up with a better idea for the patient. You know, the, the excessive amount of symptoms, the excessive amount of detail is often not very revealing or helpful. Well, that's the purpose of taking a careful history because you get some rough idea from the patient's general history and then the physician should be asking questions to flesh out the detail where it's necessary and where it's needed so that you could figure them out. So you've described your pain, the impact on your life, your level of function, and you got a good feeling that the person listened to everything you had to say and they've kind of repeated back to you what you want to hear. For example, I'll read it off uh, this note I took. This is an example of a good assessment from a primary doctor. The patient has frequent severe headaches accompanied by nausea and vomiting and has to hide in a dark, quiet room. The headaches are causing her to miss work and she is in danger of losing her job. Now that's useful information and that sets the tone for what has to be done. It expresses the severity of the situation and the impact on the person's life. And beyond that, a lot has to be done, but it's a beginning. You should never accept the uh, old Marcus Welby. There used to be a TV series back in the 70s, horrible when I was in medical school. It gave people unrealistic expectations of physicians. But he often in the show would say to the person, he'd tap them on the head or whatever and say, they're there, it'll be fine, don't worry. Well, maybe that's reassuring, but I think I'd want more than that if I were crouching on the ground and grabbing my head or my belly. I'd need a little more than that to feel assured. 
And in this day and age, we have a lot of technology. We can explain a lot of things and we can treat a lot of things. It's a lot different from the 1970s. But that there, there thing still exists out there and, and patients tell me about it all the time. It makes them really angry. And I gotta say, uh, I don't blame them at all. So be sure they understand your situation and have a plan for you. In summary, you need to have an approach to your problem and you have to believe that this approach was based on someone carefully hearing what you had to say. Thanks for listening to this episode. And please remember to subscribe to us on YouTube or to friend us on our Facebook site so you'll be notified of future episodes. Our plan is to produce many, many similar presentations to help people through the ins and outs and the labyrinth of things which happen in the headache world. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your sitting through this thing, and we hope you got some information that was useful to you. Please friend us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube because there's a lot more to come. We will have many other topics, as I've already alluded to, and we'll keep these up to date. In our field, we have many journals, and we keep up on them. Uh, you're not just getting the world according to me. It's the world, according to me, uh, filtered through me maybe, but it's the results of some very fine people writing some very fine articles in our literature. And remember, you never, never should give up and never, never give up hope. There's always something that's going to work for you. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. There are many more in this series, so please subscribe to us and follow our other offerings at www.thehedicsituation.com. 